This is highly unusual. We're, we're sitting here uh, getting ready to talk about our Steam decks and, and Linux gaming in general. And we don't have any notes at all. Nope. Uh, we're, we're going into this completely unprepared. Like, I think on purpose, just to, just to keep it, like, organic and natural and... Uh, See? I don't know. I'm not even going to edit it. I don't care. Yeah. We have uh, a bunch I, of questions I, as well, so I mean, I shaved, that, right? that can always help. I have not shaved. I have not shaved since, like, November. I'm just... <laughs> just It's all growing out, man. Yeah. Um, the Steam Deck has, like, made me, like, completely isolated. Like, I'm, I'm literally just playing it all the time. <laughs> I'm... This is... I'm actually a little bit disappointed that I have to sit here and talk to you guys for, like, two hours because I'm using this... <laughs> I'm using the Steam Deck to... to do this, this call, which is amazing, yeah. but I'm not playing it. So that's yeah, I, I that's started a bummer. watching uh, the the TV show Suits on uh, on Netflix the other day, and uh-huh. I just picked up the Steam Deck, started playing, and before I realized, there were like four episodes that I felt <laughs> and I hadn't watched a single minute of it. it. It probably said like, "Are you still watching Suits?" Yeah, right? Exactly. Th- that's what <laughs> triggered me because I saw that pop up. I was like, "Wow, okay, no." <laughs> oh man, but that's four forty-five minute episodes. I was like, "Nope." That's that's not normal. I was like laying on my sofa playing the game, and YouTube was just going on my TV, and um, somehow it ended up on like a, a two and a half hour fan compilation of Smosh Try Not to Laugh Challenge, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like going, I'm doing this, and, and I'm like, man, this episode's been going for a while, and I like looked at the the playback, and it was like. At, uh, three, uh, two hours and 15 minutes and I was almost <laughs> over with the video. I'm like, wow, I have been playing this game too long. <laughs> yeah, that's something that really impressed me with the Steam Deck. I was I was expecting that small screen to not be super immersive, but once you stop yeah. playing, the, the controls and the thing just disappears during the game. Whatever the size yeah. of the screen is, it's amazing. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people complain on in my YouTube comments about like, oh, 720p and the color, you know, whatever. That all disappears when yeah, you get this thing in your hands. Like, it, it's amazing. I didn't expect... I, well, maybe we should... Should we start by introducing everybody here? <laughs> we're, totally, we're totally taking the, uh, the organic conversation a little too yeah. seriously because I guess people are going to watch and, and or listen to this thing in all... Okay, so that's... So let me, let me start, I guess. Uh, I'm Jason Evangelo. Uh, I'm that guy who does, did, does Linux for everyone. Uh, I've also been a tech contributor at Forbes for like 11 years now, and I am covering the Steam Deck nonstop on Twitter and uh, uh, and at Forbes. So look, actually nonstop. I mean, I barely sleep. And when I'm not sleeping, I'm tweeting about <laughs> about the Steam Deck because it's just a dream come true. Um, and I I just randomly... Uh, spur of the moment messaged all of these guys on Twitter and said, Hey, you want to just like get together and geek out and, and talk about the steam deck? And they're like, sure. And I said, I don't even care where it goes. Um, I don't care if you, know, you can edit it. You can leave it. You, you can leave it raw. You can do whatever you want with it. Let's just get together and, and have a chat and go from there. So that's my spiel. And uh, Nick, take it away. Yeah, so I'm Nick. I run the Linux channel, the YouTube, uh, the, the Linux channel, the YouTube channel, the Linux experiment. Yep, I can't remember. I can't even remember <laughs> the name of my own stuff. Uh, I've been doing this for four years now, and it's now my mostly my day job. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And I had a Steam Deck for a little bit more than a week. I, I got it later than you guys. Uh, I got it uh, like a week after it was released. 
but I've been enjoying it thoroughly and I already made my video review on it and I still have a few a few other videos ready for that. So yeah, it's been a super fun experience. I'm Liam, uh, the face behind Gaming on Linux. Been doing that for over 10 years. Uh, like you guys, got the Steam Deck, been reviewing it. I've done, I don't know how many videos on YouTube now. I've got so little sleep, it's unreal. Um, yeah, that's me. Nice. Thanks for everything that you're doing for, for you know, I, I mean, I didn't actually start paying attention to your website until like two and a half, three years ago. And I can't, I can't imagine how, um, how overwhelmed you must have gotten after Proton launched, right? Like, cause all of a sudden you're not just covering this, this little tiny subsection of gaming that's native to Linux. Now you're covering like all of gaming pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it's it's been really weird. It's been because I started gaming on Linux on just the basic idea of running native Linux games, and then Wine started getting better, and then Proton came along, and I sort of had to shift everything I do. And it's yeah, it's, it's been a bit weird because a lot of people pushed back against it quite a bit. And um, I mean, I did mm. initially, um, but then Proton speaks for itself. I think nowadays, um, it's amazing. I want to make a little yeah. a, a little note, uh, mental note to to circle back to something you just said later and talk about um, whether or not we need native Linux builds anymore. So just everybody remember that. I want to I want to circle back to that at some point. Your friend and, and your am, guy, your friend and your guy Gardner, uh, formerly known as the Linux Gamer. People have been telling me I need to bring that back, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a, a YouTube. I run a YouTube channel called Rant. Um, I talk about Linuxy stuff, and recently, it's pretty much only been Steam Deck stuff. Um, yeah, really. Uh, it, I've been doing it for eight years almost, um, which is just crazy to me. And it's my job now. And I, I just I mean, I, I do other things, but like this is primarily what I do. So yeah, I, I'm really excited about the Steam Deck. Like, as people in my comments might lament the fact that I talk about it way too much. I'm really surprised that people aren't telling me at this point, will you just shut up and, and like do something else, Jason? Because, uh, yeah, I've had a few of them. It's even like, I know, I know that I, I have a tendency to have tunnel vision about these things, but, um, I, I honestly, you guys, I have not been aware of any other. Linux distribution or open source news since the Steam Deck launched. I don't know if it's just that it's not happening and people are afraid to even try to um, <laughs> to to butt into the the Steam Deck like powerhouse that's happening right now. Just that overwhelming flood of of excitement and news, or or what? But I. I like it's all I'm covering too. It's all I'm hearing about. It's all I'll I'm talking about. I encourage you to check out my channel with my Linux news videos weekly. Sorry for the horrible self promotion. Well, no, that's okay. We'll have a link in the description below wherever this is. <laughs> no, there, there hasn't been like major monstrous things happening. I think in the in the Linux uh, world these days, a, a major flaw has been found that lets anybody oh, yeah. like put an SSH key onto your server, even if they have no privileges. But apart from that, there hasn't been like monstrous things. I guess this is the monstrous yeah. thing though, right? Yeah. This is, wow, I mean, this is literally the biggest Linux news, I think ever in a long, Absolutely. long, maybe time. not ever, but ever. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. new. I'm new to this scene, but in my three, three and a half years, it's by far the biggest. 
Yeah. In the time that I've been covering like Linux stuff, uh, I think that like it was uh, uh, Steam coming to Linux and then Proton Mm. and then this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's never been anything bigger because, I mean, it is a Linux system. It's got a full Linux desktop on it for Linux. There's nothing more that puts it into people's hands than this. And like... Everyone now can walk around and say, I run Arch Linux practically. <laughs> Everyone can be a Chad now. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, but so say. many people, so many people are also going to get their Steam Deck and not say, I use Arch, by the way, because yeah. they might not even have any clue that they're using Arch. And that's great. I think that's great, actually. Um, I think most people, people say, I'm running Proton. I've heard oh, like two or three okay. people say, I'm running Proton. I'm running Proton. Wow. It's it's really interesting to um, to see how ordinary and I I don't mean for that to sound derogative, um, but hopefully you understand what I mean by like everyday average um, non technically savvy not people who are not following Linux or not following like the 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 daily news cycle around these things. It's really fascinating to watch how they are receiving this and interpreting this device right like like you just said you know people go i'm running proton and and um just people expecting like it's good and bad right there's people that are just expecting like i can't i see tweets all the time i can't wait to get this thing in q3 and play destiny 2 oh dude i got some bad news for you <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah what do you got like i think um just because this this conversation could go in so many directions for probably days on end, um, can we maybe first talk about back, back it way up? And I want to ask you guys, since you've been in the Linux uh, ecosystem for, for a lot longer than I have, did you think that Steam machines would succeed? What did you think about those when they were released? Did you have the same kind of fervor? And, and enthusiasm for those? I didn't personally, uh, because at the time there was no Proton. Uh, there was just Linux native games. And basically they were trying to sell ga- proto gaming consoles to people with very, very few native games. And so I think from the start, this project was not really going to succeed. Nowadays, yeah, sure, you, you bring a Steam machine with Proton, you bring SteamOS to, to a gaming a home gaming console that you plug in onto your TV that's not a portable, I think it would succeed. But at the time, I don't think the Steam machines had really hmm. a shot. They had other big problems as well, like you had multiple vendors doing these machines, and a lot of them were like ridiculously expensive. You had a couple that didn't even bother to go through with it. You had developers who said they were going to do games like... Steam at one point had this big splash page of The Witcher 3 coming to Steam OS. Everybody saw it, and then it was quickly and quietly taken down, and oh. nobody ever said anything about it. Um, you also had, like, Street Fighter V, they said, yeah, we're going to bring out a Steam OS version. <sighs> Years of waiting, it never happened. You had lots of issues like that, and it all piled on, and it, it was just, it was never going to succeed. Hmm. Yeah, I really wanted it to succeed. I, like, when I was talking about it on my channel, like, I was like, you know, these are the things that I think you should consider when you want to buy, if you wanted to buy a Steam machine. 
But like really quickly after listening to what they were saying, I realized that Valve wasn't taking any of the risk themselves. And like that meant that they weren't going to be pushing the success of it. Like they were pushing off all of the, all this, all the uh, risk onto the OEMs. And then they were just going to make the software. And like uh, Nick said, they, they didn't have the games to back up any of it. And so when you tried to, when, when they were trying to sell this thing to the public, everyone was like, well, there's no games. Like I, I have like less than a quarter of my steam library on here um and i think that hmm. valve realized that pretty quickly and that's when they scuttled like a lot of the the hype around it but they never gave up on steam os like if you if you look at like the releases they were releasing steam os updates for years after yeah. uh they stopped like pushing the steam machine project yeah i think basically they realized that they started at the wrong end of the whole pipeline they started with the device, the final consumer device, but they didn't have the software to run on it. And so they like they just dropped the thing, the steam the steam machines, they just dropped them. They went back to the drawing board, they worked on SteamOS, they worked on Proton, and once they saw that it worked really well, then they renewed their interest in the hardware with the Steam Deck. But they they basically I think lost probably two or three years of work just by starting with the Steam machines instead of just beginning with uh, with hmm. wine and helping these projects maybe they were not a point uh at that at that at that point in in their i don't know what i'm saying maybe valve just wasn't at a point where they were comfortable making their own hardware right because at the time they didn't even did they have the they had the steam controller I'm no sure. they didn't even have no. that yet right so i mean they hadn't done they hadn't done the partnership with htc on the vive they obviously didn't have the steam link box they didn't have the um the valve index i mean they were uh, I, so I can understand them wanting to kind of, uh, delegate yeah, that out to over to other OEMs. You know, I mean, they had some great OEMs, Alienware's Alienware, the Alienware alpha was a slick little box. And I loved what Alienware did with mm -hmm. that. Uh, Falcon Northwest just had their, they had their Tiki, um, with basically just their Tiki with steam OS on it instead of windows. And like, yeah, but, but a lot of it was like, oh, okay. So I'm saving Fifty dollars, maybe on <laughs> on this yeah. on this hardware, but I'm getting just a small percentage of of my games. Um, so the, um, the Steam like controller, just to jump in there. I'm sorry. The no, just sorry. a minor correction there. The Steam controller actually came out at the same time. Ah, um, okay. So one of the interesting things about the Steam controller is that that was Valve properly getting into hardware manufacturing, and obviously when it comes to like the Steam Deck and the Index and stuff. That's where a lot of their lessons were learned on, you know, the manufacturing of this device. Hmm. And clearly, you can see a lot of the Steam controller in the Steam Deck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gardner, what were you going to say? I don't remember. Ah. Oh, well, that's okay. Oh. <laughs> Guys, oh, it's, I got to say, it's it's morning for Gardner, so you got to cut him a little slack, okay? It's like afternoon for the rest of us, and it's morning for him, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only had two cups of coffee so far, so. Only. Only, yeah. This is my this is my third, but it's been a long it's been a long day already. Um, man, so I don't know what is. I mean, I wanted to do this warts and all uh, from the Steam Deck just to say that I did it from the Steam Deck, but I am noticing some oddities that I don't no notice on my my big um, you know my normal production machine, like some some weird screen tearing. Um, and uh, occasionally my, my Logitech camera, it'll, it'll like 
go to green. It'll have this green flash. And I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, this build of OBS that's, that's on uh flat hub or, or what, but that's part of of the experience, uh, part of the experience for me. Is your webcam plugged into a hub then and then into the deck? Yes. To do this? Yes. So it might be something to do with the power then? Power cycling or something? Oh, perhaps? it could be. It could be. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about that too. Because, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've <laughs> There's some, some real that, weirdness actually. happening with the hubs. But, okay. So, now that we've got kind of a little, a little bit of the, the background um, out of the way, now we obviously, uh, the reviews are out there. We've obviously seen... And probably all agree, and I hope we find things to disagree about, by the way. Um, we probably all agree that the hardware itself is dynamite, right? It's just, oh, yeah. I mean, it's its like clearly Valve learned all these lessons and here they are in this beautiful piece of kit. Um, but how are they doing? The only money? issue I have with the hardware, uh-huh. the only issue I have with the hardware is the freaking fan noise. Yeah, me too. <laughs> The fan noise is brutal at times. Um, it can definitely. So I yesterday I was playing Halo Reach from the Master Chief Collection, and I was recording it on OBS at 1080p on the deck, right? And it, you know how it kind of has this like uh, it's it's default, I guess, fan profile. It's not very uh, in- intrusive, you know. Right. But it got to this point where it kind of went, and it just, <laughs> it kind of ramped yeah. up and it was like this high pitch and I was, ooh, that's harsh. Yeah. And it's, it's really, um, it's really, I guess, inconvenient when you want to do something CPU intensive and, and actually use the internal mic to, to talk with someone or record something because that fan noise definitely gets picked up on that, on the audio. Yeah, that's what I said in the review. This is something I I, I was intending uh, on. I was uh, I was thinking on playing the Steam Deck in bed uh, with my girlfriend, like sleeping. There's no way that can happen. She's gonna wake up. Huh. Uh, whatever the game I play, the, the fan noise is just too high on 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 some games, and at some moments it can be pretty pretty low. But sometimes it just yeah, it just flies off the deep end. You don't know why, but it just starts ramping up. The game isn't yeah. necessarily more taxing. But yeah, the right. fan noise explodes, and uh, it it kind of like pulls me out of the game sometimes. You know what's uh, what I'm wondering if we'll end up seeing? There was that green flash again. Um, I think Liam, you're right. Uh, I so at one point I was testing the lemur, the lemur pro from System Seventy Six, and I gave them some feedback about the um, the fan curves. And like within a day or two, uh, Jeremy Soller had improved it somehow and sent down a firmware update. And it not only decreased the fan, like the fan pitch, but it also improved the performance. And like I think that Valve absolutely has the capability to do stuff like that or put that in our hands. Um, we've already got TDP. We can control the, you know the the um the thermal profile we can control the gpu clocks and i wonder if at one point maybe you have to flick on developer mode or something to do this but if we can actually control fan curves like on a on a pc um didn't um didn't the fox have a video where he did did, like he disabled the fan completely when he was playing a game and like throttled the cpu and the 
I don't GPU know. down to like 400 megahertz. So it was, was like completely passive. Was that cool. his like eight and a half hour battery life video? Maybe it, that. Yeah. He might've, I didn't see that part of it, but yeah, um, I, I think so. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean the, that's a big part of power consumption too. Yeah, is just yeah. m- moving that fan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these, that's, these chips have a thermal limit, right? So regardless of what you're doing, they will just shut down before they melt. Um, but yeah, it'd be really fascinating if, if valve could say like, okay, here's, uh, here's like a no fan mode. Just, you have to deal with whatever throttling happens, but you're not going to have any noise and it's going to be a silent profile. It'd be so cool to see that come down the pipe at some point. I think if they gave people power on the actual fan control to like turn it off though, you're, asking for so much trouble on that though even if you put it in a developer mode i mean this is a handheld it's in your hands we already know how warm it can get even with that fan <laughs> like an airplane i mean it only takes somebody messing around with it a little bit and it, yeah you know the life expectancy of it will drop and you the, can completely fry it all right so liam is clearly the voice of reason on this uh on this <laughs> conversation <laughs> i'm the guy who's like i want to tweak all the knobs uh, He's representing the, the, the normal people that just want a game console. <laughs> uh, I'm the normie corner, okay? So let me, all right, let, let's talk about, um, there's so much to talk about. And and if you guys want to jump in, I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out of, on the, like, that's at the top of my head. Um, how do you guys think that Valve's doing with the marketing of the Steam Deck right now? Just I a love completely it. open-ended question. The, I, I I am every time I have watched the Steam Deck launch trailer like sixteen times. Like I love that trailer. It's so I good. I have like listened to that Chase and Status song. I discovered Chase and Status because of that trailer, and I'm listening to that song now. Banger and like I mean the that one trailer has makes me like super hyped all the time. Can I just interject? I it, like once a day. Quick interjection. Uh, I also discovered a new band thanks to the show Peacemaker. You guys need to listen to Wigwam. Wigwam is incredible. Mm, and also, okay. please watch Peacemaker because it's fantastic. That's all. <laughs> I, in fact, I, I think the trailer's good, but you know what's better? Is there's the video they did of Gabe going around delivering them to people. I thought yeah. that was... Yeah. That was cool. It was really cool because it was... In a way, I know they're a company and no company is your friend and whatever, and they're super rich and all that, but it, it's still quite a wholesome video, you know? Wholesome and is a good word. It, yeah. They even shown uh, some people that just had no idea who the guy was. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there was right. somebody who was taking the Steam Deck for somebody else, and she was like, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> but he even said, I, totally he didn't say, lost. like, I own it. He said, oh, I, I work for Valve. Yeah, like, I'm, you know. yeah. I'm Gabe from Valve or something, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. um, and, and, like, I love the Gabe and at, at ValveSoftware.com. He's like, give me your feedback. Like, that yeah. was... That's yeah. the cool yeah. thing about Valve is that they're always looking for feedback. A fun fact about that woman who received the deck and she didn't know who it was, that guy, like the guy who bought it, that was his wife. And he went skiing that weekend and was like, <laughs> babe, I want you to just pick this up. And, and she's like, okay, no problem. So he, he knew it was coming, door. right? But he, he didn't. Knew it was, yeah, he knew it was coming, but he didn't know Gabe was going to be there. Of course not. No, like, because they regret it. Yeah, they didn't say they didn't send <laughs> these people. They just said like we're going to deliver your Steam Deck. They didn't say we're bringing this PC gaming icon with us. Oh man! Oh, 
At least he got assigned. I'm missing that. At least he got assigned Steam Deck, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, that 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 striked me as as very uh, honest and down to earth because like, certainly they had hours of footage they could have used, right? But they yeah. they left in that kind of stuff where you know, like acknowledging that okay, not everybody is some hardcore PC gamer who knows who Lord Gaben is. You know, I love that. Yeah. Um, but how how are they doing? Is <sighs> As far as marketing and and communicating, what kind That's of what games you can play? This is yeah. yeah. I'll, tell us what's on your mind, Nick, because I probably have the same the same thought. Well, the the marketing has been great. They're, they're really like they're promoting the device well. They're showing what it can do. It's amazing. But I don't think they're clear enough on what it can play and what it can't. Uh, if if you look at the Steam Deck website, it's all your Steam Deck library. It runs your games like any other PC. Your entire library shows up. There's a whole page where they're explaining which games, like how it works, and there's no mention whatsoever that maybe some games will not run. They're not saying everything runs, but they're also not saying not everything runs. And I think yeah. it's, uh, it's something that might take some people by surprise. Not everybody watches reviews. Not everybody like is geeking out on, on this thing like we are. Some people might have just went to the website. So, yeah, you know what? That's nice. A Steam handheld. I'm buying this. And then they try to run Destiny 2 or something else, and it won't run. So I was in marketing for a bit with AMD. And I can tell you for a fact that there is one line on SteamDeck.com that never would have passed legal approval if this was AMD. And the line I is... I know what line it is. Here we go. You ready? Steam without compromises. Yeah. No. I'm sorry, but no. I love this device, and I I, I want to take it everywhere and do nothing but play it and, like, get paid to just tweet about it. But <laughs> no. It, it, it has compromises. Of course it does. I, I can't play Master Chief Collection online. I can't play Destiny 2. Um, there's, there's a lot of, are there's a lot of games with steam. Are those problems with steam? Well, technically no. there, it's problems with steam on this device. No. Okay. Let, all so. right. Let me, let me back up. Let me back up then Gardner. Okay. Good. Good. I'm yeah. glad we're disagreeing on stuff. This is awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, valve should not allow the installation of a game that it knows is unsupported. That's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm coming into this conversation because that in that, in that case, it is, it is a compromise on my steam library because on steam Mm -hmm. on, on windows, I can play these games and on steam OS. Uh, there's some of them I can't play. I'm, I'm positive. That's going to change down the road. You guys, I'm, I'm very hopeful that it will. Uh, but the phrase steam without compromises, I disagree. I just disagree with, but Gardner, you have a different take Uh, slightly. Um, I think that like, if you, if you look at the, that that steam without compromises is the headline. So I I think what they're talking about there is steam itself and not necessarily your library. So I can see where they're coming from. Um, Mm. so like the, like the, the features of the, the chat, and the and the ability to you know use Steam input and all of that Workshop, so Steam and software and not Steam library. Stuff. I could I could but, maybe allow that. 
two two sections up from that though, it says your Steam library is already on deck. Oh, that is a little bit more misleading. Mm. Yeah, I'm reading it now. Um, your entire library shows up just like any other PC. Uh, it's just not even tr- well. It's it's well, true on a point yeah. of it, it is, showing up. It is it's a like, show up, and you can click what, and you can click install. Yeah, it's really um, all right. Here's the thing that the Steam as a whole can stop you installing things. It used to do that anyway in the Linux client when you don't have Steam Play turned on. You go to Giant Windows game, it doesn't even have an install button. Mm-hmm. They have that ability already in there. Now, you said about not letting people install unsupported games, but we have to split off unsupported from knowingly absolutely will not work. And, and Valve will know what ones are in that category because, you know, Destiny 2 mm-hmm. is, it just won't work and they mm-hmm. won't allow it to work. So I agree, you shouldn't be able to waste your time downloading it and, and have the fuss over it and even appearing on there. It just, yeah, well, it yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. be there. Uh, that, I think that's a, that's a, a, a messaging challenge that they're going to have to overcome yeah. because I think that the more, uh, the more this gets into people's hands and, and I think, I, I mean, I, all we can do is is make educated guesses here, but I think that Valve has already sold millions. I, I, I honestly do. I think that at least two million of these have been reserved. Maybe not paid for outright and definitely not shipped, but I think that at least two million have been reserved. Um, the well, they more- said, um, what was it? Ten fa- like tens of thousands per week and then next month they're expecting hundreds of thousands to be yeah tens of thousands the first month and then the second month of production hundreds of thousands and so even if that doesn't ramp up at all and they're like okay hundreds of thousands per month even if that's only two hundred thousand per month that's that's a a whole lot of of hardware and i'm just I'm concerned, and I, I expressed this concern when the Steam Deck was first announced, that uh, I'm concerned that some people are going to get it in their hands and be disappointed and then blame that on Linux. Yeah, there's going to be yeah. an element of that, I think, no I matter think. what. But on the, I guess on the, on the other hand, I do, I do have to applaud Valve for the whole Steam Deck verified thing. Like, you've seen, you've <laughs> seen all the... Even if they get it wrong... You've seen headlines from places that have three initials, um, <laughs> where where they they have they have since corrected uh, themselves. But but there's a lot of gaming mainstream gaming sites that have have said like, "Hey, the Steam Deck has a thousand games you can play." Well, <clears throat> it's got a thousand games that Valve has certified that are playable. Mm-hmm. But there's so many more. And I, I actually like, all I wanted to say about this is I actually like that Valve is focusing more on that list than they are on, like, but you can go ahead and try the tens of thousands of other games we have. They're going, no, like, this is it. It's a great list. It's an enormous list. It's got tons of variety. It's, you know, an amazing catalog of games already on this device. Yeah. Um, I'll jump in then, if you don't mind, about Deck Verified. Yeah, yeah, um, no. Mm-hmm. So I I personally do have some, some issues with Deck Verified because I, in some ways they're being too quick with it um, because there's already titles out there that are 100% verified and they have the green tick. Now, 
To even be in the playable category, games have to hit their minimum floor, they said, of 30 frames a second. I've tested numerous titles that will drop way below 30. And I'm like, how are these fully verified titles? It, I, I don't know. The thing is, they haven't explained properly how they're necessarily going through and testing things like performance. Because you could play through the first hour of something and think, wow, that's great. And then you could get into a new area and see 10 frames a second. And that's just things like that are not going to be acceptable. They wouldn't be accepted yeah. anywhere else. It's, and they um... need to... They need to, I, I don't know, just ch- change the way they're checking on performance. Like I was playing, uh, you might have heard of it, Vampire Survivors. It's like this 2D little indie game. Um, it's it's you, you just run around a map shooting off automatically these weapons and you have to survive. But it, it shot up the list on Steam and it's sold a, a ridiculous amount. It's, it's amazingly popular, seriously. Um, but what it, levels tend to last about half an hour. For the first 25 minutes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But you hit, like, 25 minutes, mm. and the performance just just goes like that. And, and it's to the point where you're hitting single digits, and, and you can hardly move. And I'm like, that's a fully verified title. <sighs> See, like, what? <laughs> perform- so it's not just performance for me with Deck Verified. I've had a couple games that are fully verified where the... Uh, uh, Steam input just stops working after an update. Uh, I was pl- I've been playing Splunky two since I got the Steam Deck, and then after an update, a couple I think it was on Saturday, like it only thinks that there's a keyboard connected. It doesn't detect anything. And the only way I was able to fix it was to force uh, Proton six point two or something downgrade from like I don't remember. I was using seven maybe. I was using a different version of Proton. And now it's detecting the controls again. But, but Splunky Two is a oh. is it a verified title? It is. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's something they're going to have issues with because they can test a game right now and it can run perfectly, even if they do their testing perfectly, like the frame rate is perfect, everything works. But after an update for the game or an update for Proton, this could break, and I doubt that they're going to revisit. Every single certified title that they've done, I don't think they have a fully automated testing pipeline that will check those. So these green check marks are going to lose their worth over time for certain games. For games that are no longer updated, that's not an issue. But for games that are current and that still receive updates, it might break stuff. And I don't know how they're going to deal with that. I just wanted to say I, I want this green verified checkmark to be sort of like that old Nintendo seal of, seal of approval, yeah. you know, where it's like, this is a guaranteed awesome experience. That's all. Go ahead, Gardner. Sorry. I, I think that they should have, uh, like, they should list which version of Proton they tested it with and then have that be the version that is compatible with the verified status. And then if they update Proton and the game you know, submits to have verified status reviewed again. Mm. And they should, uh, you know, ch- update that and check it with the new version to verify it. That, uh, that is actually is what they're doing already. Um, so uh, when they verify something, they're either verifying it. Well, what is supposed to happen now is they go through, if it has a native version, they test that. If it has issues, then they check Proton. And then it's tagged basically with the Proton version used. So when Proton updates, it's not just going to change all your games on Steam because everything is verified against uh, a specific version of it. So that side of things should be okay. But it's the 
is the other updates to the system. You've got to worry about the firmware, Steam input, and everything like that. So every time Steam input changes, it could affect all the games anyway, even though they're verified, like like you've seen with uh, Spelunky 2 then. And that, they've got all these things that could affect it at any time. It's and wild. Yeah, it's wild because... Uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking right now about the Elden Ring situation, which is wonderful. And if people don't know, uh just to briefly catch you up, basically uh Elden Ring is verified for for Steam Deck with multiplayer with EAC anti-cheat multiplayer components the works, right? Uh and Valve's uh Pierre Lou came out and said, "Hey, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, so <laughs> this is not how he said it. I'm just paraphrasing with my own personality. Um, but he's, well, I, I won't do that. That's dumb. Uh, anyway, the game was chugging on Windows. Awful, awful performance. And it was also inheriting that on the Linux side of things. Um, but Pierre Lou from Valve came out and they're like, hey, we're working on a patch because, uh, you know, Proton and um, all the the control that we have over the driver layers, and we're gonna just you know we'll, we'll fix this. It's in the it's in the beta, uh, the Proton experimental beta branch right now, and lo and behold, like two days later, it runs absolutely buttery smooth, and then you start seeing headlines from these major gaming sites that are like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really a shame that uh, you know there's not official Linux support for this game or this game because they're starting to see. Valve can fix a game for Linux and make it better than Windows. But the reason I'm bringing this up is that um, Valve potentially has just the weight of the freaking world on their shoulders now as a platform holder, right? Now they're going to be, uh, there's going to be expectations, I, I think, for them to improve performance of games when a developer won't do it. Or can't do it. Um, well, they've got two jobs here. They're not only the hardware vendor, they're also the driver vendor. So yeah. like on Windows, what Linux doesn't have is where Windows will get, um, like for NVIDIA drivers, you get their, their what's it? It's like WHQL or something like yeah, that. Yeah, WQ, WQHL, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. But it's their special approved driver releases that they do along with these big games. And the reason they do that is games are always so broken. So the driver <laughs> developers are putting in all these fixes specifically for these games to make them perform better and to get around crashes on Windows. That's now what Valve are doing with Proton and DXVK and, you know, the translation layers. They're doing like a double job basically yeah well, it, it's a, it's incredible but it is but how it's can they keep it this far. can they keep it up you know can they keep it up i've seen people uh reading the release notes of dxvk or vkd3d and saying oh you know it's just a big hack look they're improving performance for title x or y or z it's just they're hacking together something for specific games but that's exactly what mm-hmm. nvidia and amd are doing in their own drivers because yep. these games that use these APIs, they contort them in ways that were they were never meant to be used. And so they have to fix at the driver level because the developers are like, bah, it's shipped. <laughs> we're not going to re-implement our whole shader code, so deal with it. And it also, yeah, that's yeah, normal. It shows well. how, how powerful, really, that something like Proton can be, I think, because they can put in all these special fixes that will then not only run on Steam Deck, but it'll run on a desktop Linux as well and improve it there. So it's kind of 
it's amazing, but I do share that concern. Like, can they keep that up for, yeah. what is it, close to 40,000 titles on Steam, a lot of them updated regularly and, like, hundreds coming out per week. But then you think about it, Proton, as, as a tech, has to at some point get to a stage where it reaches kind of parity with Windows. It's a, and it will. Mm-hmm. And it, especially for games that are, uh, that are already done. Yeah, yes, uh, it's amazing because then when games break, it surely it should be broken on Windows as well. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that's we, the point that they want to reach. Yeah, let's hope that they can reach it. I, th- I think they will. Not, absolutely difficult. All right. Well, since we're talking about Windows, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I want to know if if any or all of you will install Windows on your deck. Nope. Nick's like, no. In a discussion. For, for a video. I'll do it for a video. Just okay. to show I'm going how terribly it runs because I'm sure it's going but to I, I guess what, this experience. I guess I'm asking, like, yeah. will you do it as a gamer? No. no. Not as a content creator, but as no. a gamer. No way. No. Yeah, I'm not going to. Imagine I, all you would <clears throat> lose. Like, you wouldn't get the optimized Steam Deck, uh, Steam OS experience. You wouldn't get native FSR. You wouldn't get Mango HUD integrated. You probably wouldn't get as much better life because... No. SteamOS has to be more optimized than just a basic Windows plus drivers install. You would lose disk space. Lots I just don't of see disk space. Any advantage apart from running a few games that you can't run on the deck, which would probably not run that well anyway. Right. Imagine, imagine this, but with with a blue screen of death. Okay. Just, I just <laughs> want everybody to imagine that. Or sat here, you load it up, and oh. Uh, Windows is is updating. I'll just I'll go make coffee. <laughs> oh my god! Come back an hour later and it's still on the screen. <laughs> oh my god! Why, why does anybody want that? Imagine carrying that around with you. You get on how the great? How great are the updates on this thing? I mean, they're just they're oh, just man. completely in the background. Like there's no yeah. nags. They're they're fast. Uh, I okay. I love it. Um, I it's one thing that's good. I've not had any trouble with the updates. The yeah, updates I mean, are always you. you Click the button. It tells you to restart. You press that. It goes. But wait, wait. I've had trouble updating. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I have had trouble updating. So uh, I did a live stream. I guess it was on Tuesday. I think. Oh no. And uh, it was when whenever uh, the game um, the Aperture Desk Job came out. Mm-hmm. I did a live stream. And after I played the game, they were like, "Show us the show us the desktop mode." So I went in the desktop mode, and then people were like, "Unlock the file system." So I did. And then as soon as I did, the updates stopped working. Like it wasn't, and it wasn't just like OS updates that stopped working. Client updates weren't working either. So I factory reset the thing and factory resetting it was an ordeal in itself because when I booted it up, it didn't detect my SD card where I had a bunch of games installed. So I ejected that and put it back in and then none of the games (laughs) would play off the SD card. Did it 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 detect them or it just wouldn't play them? It detected them. They wouldn't Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've had a couple of issues with SD cards, actually. So I, I took the deck to a friend's house Saturday night. So Saturday just gone, only a couple of days ago. I was really excited, you know, because my friend's not really into Linux or anything. And he's an Xbox gamer. And I thought, this mm. this is it. This, this is my moment. <laughs> my moment to shine. Um, Everything I've been working for is right here yeah. in this box. Uh, and I was like, right, okay, so th- this is the deck, and got it out of the case. I had it in the actual case and everything, ready. Unzipped it, turned it on, and he went to try all the games, and he was like, you don't have anything installed. I was like, 
Oh, yeah, I do. I've got one terabyte SD card in there. And I looked at it and I went into the settings and it showed that my SD card was full, but it listed no games. So I was like, what? So unplugged it, plugged it back in. No, no. Tried a few. It took like three times for it then to finally go, oh, there is actually some games on there. I had and the I exact thought, same issue. Yeah. It couldn't have happened at a worse moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I have no friends, so it just happened to me. <laughs> it's not a perfect. It's not a perfect device for sure. I mean, I, I think I think that when uh, when the Linus Tech Tips review came out and it said a clickbaity thumbnail for sure, but it is kind of unfinished. It's an evolving device. It's an evolving device. Oh, we have live live Ooh. proof. Damn. And it looks like your Wi-Fi is is connected, so that's not the issue. Huh? Yeah, it says an error encountered during the update process. Please try again. Are and you it's on done that a bunch? Stable or beta? I'm on stable. Stable. And it, like huh. this is just when you click the uh, the check for update. Yeah, button, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it'll no. do this all. It'll do this three out of four times. You you check for an update. Oh man, mine has never yeah. done that. And I mean, I I match that button sometimes. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's like one of the nice things about the updates too. Is it's like. You, you get excited when there's like new features, yeah. you yeah. know, like it, you, you, and I got really excited the other day when it had the, the actual change log right there in finally. the prompt. Yes. Yeah, finally. Oh my God. So I think Liam and I have had it the longest, uh, yeah. right? Like there were probably, I don't know, 12 to 15 system updates with absolutely no uh, patch notes on the device. And so we would get these emails from valve saying, you know, this changed and this changed and this changed. And, uh, at, it was awesome, but at the same time made it really, really difficult to review the device. Um, yeah, I had to redo my main video. I think twice. I think it was overall because they put new things on there that then was different in the video. And it was, yeah, was, like like the actual splat, like the do. startup, the startup logo completely changed, and like yeah, yeah, so much so stuff then changed. Loads changed, like, and I was just there in the end, like coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, um, I I just wanted to just throw one comment out there about the Windows on deck situation. Is I'm I'm like you, Nick. Like I'll I'll do it out of curiosity, and so that I can tell people how it works, and maybe stay on top of the developments there. Um, but I've already got. I'm completely overwhelmed with stuff to play. Like I keep, uh, uh, I'm overwhelmed. I can't even speak about it because I am discovering things in my library now. I guess just because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the library with a from a different perspective, like through a different lens or something. But I, I for some reason decided to play Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which was like an Xbox and playstation exclusive for like a two decades right and i never played it and it runs it's it's amazing and you you know you dark souls people you got nothing on this game like you you think you're (laughs) yeah you think you're a hardcore gamer play play Baldur's gate dark alliance and then come back to me um that game is rough but games games from that era work really well on this thing yeah like even if they're not even if they haven't been tested or whatever like I beat Shadow Complex on here. Oh wow! Uh, oh, it's so good. Shadow Complex. Yeah. Oh, the the dialogue is the worst, but like the gameplay <laughs> is great. So campy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, what was the other one? Uh, Burnout Paradise Ultimate Box. Um, yeah, me too. Not, me too. Not the, not the remastered one, right? Because that is not compatible. But the re, re, uh, Ultimate Box is. Mm-hmm. 
Plus, like the really battery fun. life on those. I'm I got eight and eight and a half hours with Baldur's Gate Dark yeah. Alliance. Um, seriously, seriously, seriously. I've never seen even close to seven oh, yeah. hours. On 60, my 60 four, FPS, four by the way. Awesome. Sixty FPS. Jeez, what? No yeah, tweaks. But then again, that game is barely rendering anything, let's be honest. Right. I mean, yeah, it's not demanding I mean, it's, at all. It's, it's all static backgrounds, isn't it, I think, for the most part. Yeah, well. for the most part. There's not much happening. Yeah. It's not taxing anything, but... Um, uh, I get close to six hours with Burnout Paradise. Yeah, and that's... What? Yeah. It's all about... I got, I got about five with Portal 2, but I think that was the best I ever got. So with Portal 2, uh, it really helps if you turn... if you. Either the 30 FPS cap on GameScope or go into the portal video settings and turn on laptop power saving mode. And that gives you a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of uh, extra battery. That brings me to a point, actually. So we we talked earlier about um, like messing around with the settings and putting on like 30 FPS caps and Mm -hmm. things like that. Here's here's another area that is underbaked. That 30 FPS cap, and what is it? It's a hard cap now in, in game mode of 60, isn't it? Yeah. Like, regardless, you can turn on V-Sync on or off in-game, but there's going to be a system-wide lock of 60 FPS. Yeah. In, I, in the deck UI. I found multiple titles where that doesn't even work. Yeah. Really? It just, uh, just yeah, shoots about so 60? It seems to be... OpenGL, like things oh. that are using the OpenGL API, and it just it doesn't, yeah, it just don't don't work with it. Huh? It's, that's interesting. So, little little yeah. quirks. Like, are, are you are you talking to Valve about that kind of stuff? Well, I've I've put a bug report on the official GameScope GitHub. I don't know if anybody's looked at it yet, but I've listed multiple titles that it happens to. But like, you boot up mm. and it's like you're on a hundred FPS and your battery's going like that, <laughs> and you're like, ah. You yeah. know, people like gripe about the battery life on this thing, but if you took this battery and you put it in a laptop of oh, yeah. equal power, mm. and even if it's running like Linux, thirty minutes, thirty yeah, minutes, you would get nothing. This is the, I'm so seriously impressed with the battery life on this thing, and the fact that we have the, those controls over most of the games on here really uh, shows that Valve. The controls, the the stupid, the stupid controls, the, all the game scope stuff. Like it's, it's a blessing and a curse for me because I'm a, I love tweaking things. I love min maxing when I'm, when I'm gaming. Right. But I can't stop doing that on the deck. I mean, I, I will, I will eventually turn it off and like, just enjoy the game, but I'm always, I'm going to go quick access. And I, I turn the performance overlay to like one or two just to see like, Oh, how's my battery life doing? What's the wattage at? Am I still at 60 locked? Okay, great. <laughs> and I love, I, I, some people aren't even going to touch that stuff, but I love that it's there, but it's such a distraction sometimes. I think you, you already have the granular controls from most games because you have the PC version, so you can go into the, the graphical options and, and turn down texture quality. You can, you can reduce whatever options, shaders. You can just disable everything. And I think most people will probably start by looking there instead of trying to mess with the TDP, the wattage, the, the GPU clock speeds. Probably, yeah. But for Have people like us, or at least like me, that and like you, Jason, that really want to dive deep into this thing and try to squeeze out like the five more minutes of gameplay or, or the mm-hmm. two FPS that you need to reach a stable 60, it's really fun to have that. 
I was just going to ask if any of you have messed with the uh, the TDP settings, the power settings. Yeah, a little with, bit. Yeah. Any any actual I, results from doing that? Because I can't get really any difference. I, I don't notice no. a difference. So I can, with the, with the sliders they give you, I can, I've been messing around with quite a few games. Um, me, like The one that I think I've tried the most was Borderlands 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn with this, trying to get it to a stage where... Mm. It would stay about 30 frames a second, but, you know, with lower power and stuff. But any time I do it, it would either bring the performance down to a point where, yeah, it's 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 struggling still to hit 30, and you're not even getting much more battery life out of it anyway. I haven't found a game yet where it really does genuinely extend battery life to a point where it makes it that much worth doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm too. I tried it in yeah. Crash Bandicoot, uh, the Insane Trilogy, and I I hard locked it to 30 FPS through Game Scope, and then I tried to lower the wattage as much as I could to see if I could sustain those 30 FPS. But it didn't seem to have much of an impact on battery life either. It just yeah. at some point it just starts chugging and it drops frames, and then you're like, okay, I need to put it back up, and then your battery stays about the same. That is my exact experience with every game that I've tried to use those on. I mean, they're nice features to have, and I'm sure there are some games that it works quite well with, but so far, it's either your performance isn't good enough, or it's just it doesn't really increase your battery life anyway, so it's like, what's the point? What's a, what's a game that, that you guys have started playing on, on your Steam Deck that you just can't stop playing? It, do, you have, <laughs> do you have games like that, or are you just going all over the place? Apex. Oh, Apex. I got to get good at that. I suck at that. Yeah. I'm terrible. Officially verified now, folks, as of yesterday. Yeah, I I fear for my life now, if I'm honest. I'm going to be playing it in bed on the toilet. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Well, I want you in my squad then. Um, (laughs) Any others? Uh, Control. Control. It's so good. I am a huge Remedy fan, but I was not interested in Control at all until I got it on the deck. I, I just was like, I don't I don't see the appeal of it, and now I'm playing it. I'm like, I can't put this down. Yeah, the, the, the ambience and the story behind it is just so cool. Hmm. I'll give you another one. Crisis Remastered. Oh. Ooh. I, I, I did a video of that one, and then I did it on a live stream, and I was messing with the settings live, and it was like, practically 60 frames a second with multiple settings turned up and it looked really good and i'm there like wow it's not a freaking handheld <laughs> and this I, is, what a lot of people forget about when they're talking about performance and battery life and stuff is when it comes to other platforms they have the games specially made for them we this is the yeah. full fat windows version you get everything on it and i think people need to think about that a little bit more on what they're getting because they, they can change anything. Well, and, yeah. Cyberpunk is another great example of, of like that game. Like, I can't believe that game looks this good yeah. on a $400 device. Yeah. Like how when, I don't, I, when I played that game, I played it on my desktop PC. I've got a 3070. I've got a Ryzen 7 5800 X. I've got 16 gig, 32 gigabytes of Ram. I played that thing on Linux uh, right about a week after it released, and it chugged. It couldn't reach 60 FPS. And the deck runs it at 30. It looks really good. There's no problems. You're like, what? How is that possible? 
Here's well, the thing about Cyberpunk, right? My computer is not not well. It's it's a little bit old now, but it's still pretty powerful. It's powerful enough to live stream and play games at the same time. So, I tried playing Cyberpunk on it only recently, and I, it's unplayable. My view hmm. either goes to the to the roof or to the ceiling with a mouse. I, I can't play it. You play it on deck, and it's. Yeah, well, it just runs. Yeah, it yeah. just works. I, it's it just works. Linux, it just works. Yeah, uh, except when it doesn't. Here's a question: How much of the improvement that we're seeing on the Steam Deck for the Steam Deck is going to spill over into actual desktop Linux gaming? Because I'm concerned, it's so specialized for the Steam Deck. We're not going to see as big of a splash in desktop Linux as I thought we were going to. Why? What makes you say that? Like what? Well, what I mean, evidence? Like, like Liam just said. I mean, y- you said you just played it recent uh, uh, Cyberpunk recently on Linux. Oh, very, very recently. Very well. Oh yeah, we're talking like only a couple of days ago. Oh okay, okay. Well, hmm. And my, my, yeah, my question is: Is it optimized for the Steam Deck or is it optimized for Steam OS? Because if if you grab Steam OS and put it on another computer when Steam OS is released and available, will you get the same kind of enhancements? Uh, are they through? Are they made through GameScope or something like that, or are they specific to the deck? That that I don't know. Do we do we know yet what is in Valve's um, customized kernel for? Because it's kernel five point thirteen, but it's um it's like a customized yeah. kernel, well, and, and is there some magic happening there too? Put it like, this way: uh, everything they're doing, bar the Steam client, is open source, and all of it makes its way to upstream. All of the work they've done towards the deck in Proton and the drivers, the kernel work, it all goes upstream. So it all will benefit the desktop. Yeah, yeah. And and that is just an, an absolute fact. It's already been done for years and it will carry on. They've got I, no reason to keep it to themselves because no. it increases the burden on them for out-of-tree patches onto their kernel and drivers. It's better to have it upstream where it continues yeah, to yeah. be maintained easily. Plus, if if suddenly every you know every other Linux distribution can run uh, awesome games very very well on Steam, then Valve makes more money, right? Um, yeah, I, I'm not d- disputing that fact, Liam. Um, my only concern is like the um, the the simplicity of playing a game on the Steam Deck mm. is not my experience of playing a game on desktop Linux, and so that's where I'm kind of like. Uh, you you install a game on the Steam Deck and it just works if it's going to. You know what I'm saying? But like on desktop Linux, there's tweaks you got to do and there's like yeah, a things you got to mess around with. Well, it's all about so okay. So we're talking kind of about optimization and and uh, God, I don't know. There's there's probably so many variables there, and until we really dig into the guts of of SteamOS three, I don't know if we'll have much of an answer. I think a lot of that comes down to well the fact that obviously the steam deck is one set piece of hardware whereas on desktop linux you've got well you can either be amd or nvidia you can be amd or intel you've got so many different drivers so many different desktops so many different distributions Mm -hmm. all of them come with different versions different libraries different driver versions are available that kind of experience on desktop Linux is down to the distribution vendors. <laughs> there, there are even uh, there are even documented experiences where someone's NVMe drive prevented them from playing a game on a certain Linux distribution because of 
whatever crazy bug, right? Yeah. So saying that though, I read a post only on the Steam Deck Reddit today where if somebody has their SD card in, a game won't load, but as soon as they take it out, it works. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's there's some bugs. Like there's some bugs. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. Oh, I like this. What could you do with a few decks at a LAN party? I would love to have a LAN party with the Steam Deck. Like, even, and, and because I have, when I was a kid, uh, that's what we did. Like, we would bring our PCs to each other's houses. We'd set up in a room. We'd set up in hallways. Uh, we'd run network cables everywhere. And we'd play Unreal Tournament over the network. Or we'd play... Um, you know, other network games. I, we played Rise okay. of Nations all the time. And so, like, doing that on the Steam Deck would be sick. Especially if you had a mouse and keyboard and a monitor. That would just be... Oh, man. Yeah. I have so much fun with that. I have a few good memories of, of LAN parties using, like, really old Half-Life 2 mods. Like, like how was it? I think it was Pirates versus Vikings versus Knights, <laughs> which was ridiculous and fun. There was Hidden, which was super fun as well. You, w- w- one player played as a like a, a mutant freak that was invisible, and the other guys were trying to see him and kill him. These things would be really fun with a, with a Steam Deck LAN. See, the only actual LAN party I've ever done, and this is going back some time now, was with the original Xbox. And me, my brother, and like a bunch of his friends sat in one of his friends' front room. And in the middle of the room were just like a circle of TVs with Xboxes all hooked up. Now you could just imagine that with a Steam Deck. But you were all sat there on your sofa. So much easier. You've all got your feet up with it. Man, I had to bring my giant, heavy, thick TV over to my friend's house, plunk it down on the floor. Then you've got these Ethernet cables snaking everywhere. (laughs) But that was still uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, I remember playing like um, uh, Mario Kart DS over Wi-Fi connection, like direct Wi-Fi connection. I, that's something I would love to see for the Steam Deck. If games could like actually create an ad hoc network and your friends could just get on there. Uh, how how you know, do you, um, how do the how does the remote play together work on a technical level? Does that support local LAN or is it just over an no, internet it connection? Would be directly through Steam. So what happens is um, whoever owns the game basically hosts it on on their system. So whether that's your deck or your computer, mm-hmm. and then the entire thing is basically streamed to the other computers, and they stream their input back to you to okay. control it. Okay. Um, but it is an absolutely brilliant system. I've used it on a live stream with a game called Unrailed, which is a huge amount of fun. So you're building a railway track and the train is always moving and you've <laughs> got to like cut down trees and things and then carry on building it. But I was, I was hosting it doing remote play together with somebody else on it mm. and it worked. I was, yeah. Well, I mean, also there's nothing. Brilliant st- okay. So there's nothing stopping you from just playing that game all in the same room together and having some laughs, right? Yeah, as long as yeah. you have good enough, uh, well, Wi-Fi, or if mm-hmm. you're going to plug in a hub with some Ethernet cables or something, then it would work really well, I think. Yeah. There was another question. Um, how nice is profile switching if you're sharing the device with a spouse or kids? Now, this is one that I've actually done. Me too. Um, yeah. Um, well, the profile switching is fine. You just go up to your profile, go down, and you can change accounts. Or when you first turn it on, there's a the login screen with your your avatars, and that's really easy. The only part that I 
I really hope they improve is if you add somebody else's account to your console, a spouse or a kid, you can just all play whatever's on there and it's easy. But on the Steam Deck, because it's Steam, you need to set up still family sharing and it's, it is, it's a pain. I think if you have another account on your Steam Deck, because it's a device, they should just be able to load up what you've got installed. You, you, can't you? No. That's that was uh, my that was my experience. Uh, it didn't work for me. Uh, as soon as they went to play something, it uh, popped up with <sighs> like family sharing access stuff. No, you're right. I so in in your profile settings, you can choose on this on the Steam Deck. You can just toggle on like a uh, share my share my account on this device. Um, something Ooh, like that. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm in desktop mode, so I can't I can't show you at the moment. But I've got um, my deck here. I'm gonna. Have- yeah, try. I don't know if it's. I think it's either in the account settings or in the like library family something. Yeah, but it's in there, and you just check that, and then all of your games appear on the account that you have shared it with, and and vice versa if you want to do it that way. And it's really easy. But it's it's a bit of a hidden feature, I think. You know, they yeah, should I, they should definitely advertise that more. I didn't try it at all. I don't like I I don't have anybody to share it with, basically, and I'm, I don't know anybody else that would like be interested in in trying this out. But yeah, it's uh it's nice that they like that they added it because some mainstream consumer devices do not have that. For example, iPads. You are absolutely one hundred percent right. Um. Authorized library sharing on this device. Right yeah, there. There you go. Just check. Yep. Love how that, easy they made that. Why don't they make that come up when you go to do Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's Well, if you this is where that, I would have never gone looking. See, and you're I mean, you have done nothing but use this device for like a month. Yeah, no, I didn't so... know that was there. <laughs> And that 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 actually represent and you're a power user and everything like you're someone who should know about that. And uh, I should. I'm ashamed. And I'm not saying that to shame you. I'm just saying it that that's one of the many challenges that I think Valve has trying to kind of straddle that line between this is like a power user toy and it's just a works out of the box, easy to use console. You know, they're trying to appeal to both both groups and that takes a lot of finesse to to be able to pull that off they'll get there though i mean they've been updating almost every day or like every other day which is which is good yeah but say talking about updates there's there's something i'll mention actually so during um my live streams i've been plugging so the way that i've been doing it is i plug in a hub and then the hub has a hdmi going to a capture card and then this capture card goes to my computer where OBS does the rendering. So the deck, you know, has all of its resources freed up. But I had the, the performance overlay on in the corner and you can see it's got a little plug icon when you're plugged in. <laughs> but people no- started noticing the battery level was dropping. Mm. I didn't notice because obviously I- I'm playing the game and I'm trying to read the chat, answer questions, playing the game, trying not to be a complete failure. Um but it was just dropping and dropping. And this happened across a couple of streams. I did a bit of live troubleshooting on the stream of unplugging the hub, plugging in two different chargers. And and even though the battery icon was there, not the battery, the, the plug icon was there, it was still, the battery level was just dropping. 
And I, I couldn't figure out why it was. So I emailed Valve. And I have to, I have to say, I'm, I'm really impressed at the, the responsiveness that they, they gave me on this was actually quite impressive. They talked over emails about different hubs. Uh, they suggested a little power meter that I've got now. So you can get this little thing that has a little screen on it and you plug it into a hub or into your deck and then plug the power in it and it will show you like the exact readout of what you're getting. It's really useful because you can see if it's matching up to what the deck is telling you. Um, mm-hmm. And as it turned out, I, I was able to find a way where after a couple of times of unplugging and plugging in the hub, uh, suddenly it would say charging and like charge by the maximum amount as well. And I managed to get a, a shot on my phone of this little USB gadget they suggested I pick up of one shot of it not charging all I did was unplug the hub, plug it back in, and it went, bing, maximum charge. So I took a picture of that, and like you could see the time on it and everything. And I was like, here you go. This is like 10 seconds apart of what's happening. And what they did is they went and bought the exact hub that I've got to test. And they've now found the issue in a firmware. That's incredible. Like, roll out. They went out and bought your hub just to test it. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm really impressed on that. Just, yeah. So... Uh, eventually when this rolls out other people who have hubs won't have this charging issue so yeah good job out yeah i because because two out of four people in this conversation are having problems with their hubs um i have used three of them now and um one of them i i one of them uh (laughs) one's an apple hub uh a mac hub basically it's just a little you know just one of the you've seen them just one of these one of these guys, right? Super overpriced uh, dongle. Yay! Represent. Does yours work? All right. Yeah, it works perfectly, but it's not an <clears throat> Apple one. It's a Huawei one that I got with my MateBook when I bought that. I wonder if this is Apple or... Well, it doesn't matter. But uh, they said it would work, and it... Huh, okay. It does not. It does not have enough uh, power delivery to fully charge when you're in desktop mode connected to various peripherals. So I went out and I got a D-Link, uh, which I can't show you because it's all plugged in, <laughs> but um, that works fine because it has a hundred watt power delivery. So, but it seems there are, there are some unknowns at this point uh, when it comes to using, using a USB-C hub. And that was actually one of our questions um, was how good this is from uh, Gal Grunfeld, and um, they asked how 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 good do you think the Steam Deck is as a Linux laptop for super users and experienced Linux users? That's the key part. Do you think that as a mobile computer where gaming is only one of its capabilities that it can do other things well? Would you recommend buying it for someone who wants to daily drive it as a computer and use it every now and then as a mobile computer? And I think the first part of that answer has to be like, we need a lot more clarity from Valve uh, regarding what types and exactly like specifically what specs and what models of USB-C hubs work besides their official dock, which isn't even out yet. Um, because, you know, Liam and I have tried several and have had mixed results. And wow. Oh, my screen just went black. That's now we can still see you. That's weird. Oh, that's probably your um, power saving then. 
In fact, that, oh, that's another issue that I've had. It might wait. Switch device. No, don't switch. Okay, can you still hear me? Yeah. 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 All right. And okay, weird. So we should have a disclaimer here that Jason is doing this from Steam Deck. Yeah, all from Steam Deck. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, so clearly, is... you can use it as a regular computer. I have been, man. <laughs> it's, it's I can do video calls. You, you can like read text documents. You can do that stuff. Well, the other day, I was uh, I was listening to Spotify and I was chatting on Discord and I was writing an article at Forbes and I was I had OBS fired up and I was doing some test recordings and yeah, it's um, there's a few quirks, but it's it's a tough question to answer at this point. Um, because what I want to do is I want to use it for 30 days straight as my only computer and then kind of have, I think I'll have a more, um, well-rounded opinion about that, but I'm using it as uh, I anticipate that a normal user would not an experienced power user. Um, I think maybe Gardner, you've got some thoughts on this maybe, right? Like how, how would this, uh, I don't feel equipped to answer that because I'm not an experienced Linux power user. Yeah, so I, I do have some thoughts about this. Uh, I went to make the video that I did about um, uh, how to uh, copy files from your Windows PC to <laughs> your Steam Deck. and uh, That's a hot issue. It is. It is. <laughs> as, a, as someone who's very familiar with Linux and who has been using like Manjaro for years at this point, my initial thought was just um, Samba, right? But I didn't want to have the Windows PC set up a Samba share and then you go on your deck and copy files from the Windows share. I wanted to do it the other way around. I wanted the Steam Deck to have a Samba share and then you could drag and drop files from your desktop onto the deck because that is a much more intuitive way. And I think that's how a lot of people, like normal people, would think about doing it, right? But you can't do that. There's no Samba install, pre-installed in um, SteamOS. And so you have to, uh, I, I, and you can't like uh, tell people, oh, enable dev mode, unlock your file system, install this to the package manager. That's not an option. So I found it really frustrating from like my perspective, trying to figure out how to do this. And then the option that I came up with was enabling SSHFS or, uh, you know, the SSH client uh, or host on the, uh, Steam Deck, and then mounting it as a file share on Windows. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have totally opposite solutions to this, and I love it. <laughs> I love it so much because Liam's was like uh. ultra simple, and yours is like the the power user approach, and it perfectly it, it perfectly um, illustrates how much. Ah, help me out. Somebody help me finish oh, my the sentence. Duality. The there duality you go. The duality of the... And of Linux in general. Yeah. You get some super easy, simple solutions that a lot of people don't know exist. And you've got the super experienced ways that are extremely simple to do if you know how to do them. There you go. You have both. Mm -hmm. I yeah. can't believe mine worked as well as it did, to be honest. <laughs> I... You used Warpinator, is that right? Or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So Warpinator is a really clever little app, actually, made by the Linux Mint team. So shout out to them for that. Um, it's available on FlatHub. So you open Discover, you install Warpinator, and then on your other computer, you install Warpinator, and then you click Send Files. Done. It's basically yeah. AirPlay, but for <laughs> any well, cross-platform AirPlay. Yeah, right. yeah. The the Windows version of it is 
unofficial, but it, it worked perfectly. So it's got an Android version as well. But um, mm. really, the the what the question that I kept getting was, why don't you just use KDE Connect? Just, just use KDE oh, yeah. Connect. And it's like... <laughs> it's not in there. I, I would <laughs> if I could. But I spoke to the KDE team and they said, if it's heavily integrated, they can't just make it a flat pack, unfortunately. Yeah. So it would be nice if Valve updated SteamOS to just include KDE Connect yeah. um, because... It's it's really small anyway, but then I don't know how big the dependency chain of what it might need because obviously they've got to be careful on that sixty four gig model this, to have enough space for everything. This is the more I think about this, the more hilarious it becomes that if you want to use the Steam Deck as a as a daily driver computer, it's actually going to be easier if you're not a power user. Like yeah. that's that's yeah. kind of blowing my mind because that's yeah. not what people think about when they think about Linux at all. They should, but but this is going to drive that home in a big way. It's well, we're not seeing the impact on flat packs because like a lot of developers, they were like, well, flat pack, we'll see in the future. They were like, oh, now now it's a priority. Now we need to do something about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's yeah, cool. there's loads. Yeah. You can run app images though. Yeah, True. app yeah. images work. Yeah, you can. I did that for the Heroic Games launcher. I'm I'm putting mm-hmm. a video this week, yeah, and it runs really well. They're working. They're working on a, a flat pack as well, right? Heroic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week, yeah, they're getting some help from the Bottles developer. To nice, do that, which is interesting. This is what I love about about everything Linux. Like developers will make their projects. They're half doing the same thing, yet they'll still work together to help each other out. I think it's brilliant. I'm gonna. It's time to it's time to talk about the elephant that's in the room. Uh because I'm I'm <sighs> we are going to have different opinions on this maybe. With the existence of Steam Deck now and and to a certain extent with the existence of Proton for the last few years, but especially now that the Steam Deck is kind of in my opinion blurring the line between gaming on Linux and Windows a little bit. Do you think that we still need Linux native builds of games, because this is something that that a lot of Linux enthusiasts have been craving for years and they're getting it less and less. Uh, now, do you think that the Steam Deck will encourage developers to like make Linux native builds or will they just test it against Proton and be done now? What, what do you think? What do you want to see happen? Well, what we've already seen is quite a lot of developers are already now testing themselves against Proton with their Windows builds and putting in fixes that benefit everybody, um, which is a, a huge thing. So it's not just deck players that will benefit and everybody. Um, I think that's an important thing to focus on as well. Um, in in regards to specifically going either native or Proton, though, it's right now it's a question of, is it worth it? And the answer a lot of the time is, well, quite simply, no, um, because the, the market share is not there. Proton is a great stepping stone to just having your game work. Um, but the one of the downsides there is that if, you, if you're relying on Proton, then you, you basically have no control over you know, the distribution of the game and what's happening with it. While Proton is amazing for what it does, the other side of it is that developers who produce a native version have that 
entire control over everything. They can optimize every single angle of it and do whatever they want. And then they can go and put that on other stores. Say if, you know, 10 years down the line, Linux becomes way more popular. If these other stores are not allowing or don't have features for Wine and Proton, they can then put those Linux builds on it. But, you know, that's, that's pie in the sky stuff right now. That doesn't really matter. The point is that for now, ensuring your game works in Proton and updating it to have good controller support, making sure it has good performance, that benefits everybody, literally everybody. The only people that are only going to go for native Linux ports are a minority of a minority, and they do not have the purchasing power for a developer to care. Really, but then also since the Steam Deck was coming along, you, there's actually been quite a few brand new native ports suddenly crop up at the same time. So it's like, I, th- I, th- I think there's genuinely space for them both. Um, it all depends what developers know, I think, and what developers can do and support. The point is, what's the best user experience? Ah, hey, now what hey, is the best user of- experience? Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of user experience, uh, one of the games I played the most uh, on any PC, any any device is Total War Warhammer 2. I have like 500 hours on that game. That game has a Linux port. That port gets all the DLC one month after the Windows version. It gets the updates one to two months after the Windows version. It's less well optimized. It runs mm. less well. And it cannot cross play with Windows or Mac players. I'd rather just have the Proton version, which runs incredibly well, better than the Linux version, have all the updates, all the DLC. Some Linux ports are super well-maintained and work really well, but some are just... I mean, it's feral. They're doing a great job, but they're doing with what they are given. And I think they're given the Mm. new build, like, we released it for Windows, now port it. And they can't do more than what they're already doing, but in the end, the, the user experience is not great. And so that's why I don't care if they make a Linux version because I'll still play the Windows one instead. When it comes to Feral as well, I mean, their technology isn't exactly too far away from Proton because they have their own translation layer. I believe they call it indirect X. Um, <laughs> that's nice. That's awesome. <laughs> their, their ports, their newer ports anyway, they're using Vulkan generally do perform quite well but yeah they do have that issue of getting it all done later no cross-platform i think ports like theirs are absolutely a dying breed because they're porting after the fact with their own translation layer that a lot of the time isn't as good as proton anymore and proton's only going to get better and better because valve and code weavers have infinitely more resources um yeah. yeah but then you have the other we'll side see. of it, when you have ports like uh, Ethan Lee, a lot of people will probably yeah. know, is he's called like on Twitter, like Fibbidjibbid something. Flibbidjibbidbo. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. How do you say How that? How do you man? know that? What? <laughs> um, but he, so he's the complete opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to this, because he created FNA, which carries on the legacy of XNA from the Xbox days. He also helps work on SDL. And he has ported like, I don't know, like 60 titles now, and he maintains them all. And, and they all work. Like, That's last, amazing. Last I've gone through them amazingly well. Um, but he is only one person. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very tough question because 
user experience is the most important thing. Proton gives people the games straight away at a lower cost. Yeah. And, yeah. and re- really, I, th- I think, I think it's the future because. Yeah. Gardner, what's it up? Also, you, you got some it thoughts. It also really depends on the developer and what their um, budget is. Like, if they have someone on hand who um, is a Linux user who can do, who has the experience to do that stuff, that's really expensive. Like, he could go yeah. somewhere else and get a job and make a lot more money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have, like, Ethan Lee and you hand off a port to him, that's great. And that if, if your studio can afford it and if the Linux port of the game sales can afford that, that's great. But then, like, if you're, like, a small indie dev and, and you've made your own engine um, to put, publish this game, you're going to have a lot more trouble. And it's more trouble than it's worth, honestly, to, to port your game natively to Linux in a lot of cases. You're just not going to see that return on investment. Maybe with the Steam Deck you will, but like, hmm. eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's still Proton, a question. Yeah. yeah. Proton provides the bridge to allow developers to bring their games to Linux without having to do any of the like arduous work or hiring the talent to do it. And that's a good thing for Linux gaming. Once the Steam Deck is established... And the developers really like, and it's been on the market for two or three years and developers want to take advantage of the hardware. That's when the native ports will come out. That's Mm. when Valve will give them more access to the drivers, like the lower levels. And you'll see ports like Grand Theft Auto 5 for the 360 on the Steam Deck. So you'll see, so you'll see like uh, Steam Deck instead of, you'll see Steam Deck verified, but maybe also Steam Deck optimized. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Now that would be something I'd really, really like to see at some point. And I don't care how it's done. Yeah. Just a point of fact that a developer has gone in, tweaked it specifically for the Steam Deck, and they can show, you know, Valve through some verification. Here's what we've done. Here was the increase. And say, we are going to continue supporting it in that way, whether it is Proton, Native, whatever. Deck yeah. optimized. Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, I want it now. I, I've seen a lot of <laughs> comments on my YouTube channel like in the last couple days. But after after they uh changed the uh, after Q2 to Q3 and after Q3, people are saying, Oh, I'm after Q3 and now I'm really worried because the hardware is gonna be so old by the time I get it that no no games are gonna work. No, it's like, not a switch. No, this isn't a Switch. But even the Switch, like, that is seven years old. You know, like, that hardware is ancient in terms of uh, compute. Yeah. It's basically like like a six-year-old phone. That's basically the hardware that's in that It uses a NVIDIA Tegra. That's what was on the first NVIDIA Shield uh, thing that you put under your TV, on the OUYA. It's the same hardware. It's not that old. It is. Not the Switch itself, but the hardware is ancient. The The architecture. The architecture is. I mean, it's it's semi-custom, but still very old, yeah. Damn, because I've got a day one Switch. Yeah. But but guess what, Liam? You can still play AAA games that are coming out for the Switch now even though that hardware is so old and it's, uh, this is what the steam deck is like. This is a, a paradigm shift in the PC gaming space. In my opinion, <laughs> I've got a note on that though. <laughs> As, um, here. So, so you can play triple I games or, or AA games still on switch now. Right. Okay. 
Well, I'm has saying anyone like, tried Ark Survival Evolved on the Switch? Has, oh my gosh, anyone, that's got that's got to run like awful. It is. I'm talking one about of the new the Kirby worst game, ports ever made, and yet the deck can play it quite nicely. Yeah. Nintendo has the uh, yeah. Nintendo has the advantage of of having you know the, the developers making games just for that, like all the optimization and the the development tools. That oh, that's another thing we didn't even talk about yet is the fact that the dev kit is open source for <laughs> yeah. the Steam Deck. There's so much to talk about. Jesus Christ. So on the point of the of people waiting on the Steam Deck, so. There's a lot of disappointment and obviously a lot of people waiting, people not getting it to Q3. Some people won't even get it till next year. And people worrying about what the hardware will work on. Well, you, you look at stuff like the Switch. It is completely outclassed to the point that now multiple games are cloud versions because the Switch simply cannot run them. Mm-hmm. And yet those same games, the full entire version will run on the deck and it will run today, it will run tomorrow, it will run next year. And games will be coming out next year that will run on the deck and the year after, you know? Yeah. People tend to forget that this thing runs game at 720p or 800p. It's it's not like it's a 4K gaming thing that, of course, would be outdated in two years. It runs games at 720p or 800p. It's got FSR that can allow you to basically have 800p, even though it's actually rendered at 540 and it also has access to all the graphical details and settings that you can change. So if a newer game releases, you can still crank it all the way down to low, render it at 540p, and FSR will upscale it. You won't be able to tell the difference on such a small screen, and it's going to be a good experience at 60fps. It's something that the Switch cannot do yet, and I don't think it's going to be able to do it. I did that, actually. I think this hardware is going to be relevant for, for, for a long time. I did. So now, I don't know if this is a, a particularly relevant example, because it's not. Uh, they're not new games. But I was playing around with uh, Master Chief Collection last night, and uh, specifically Halo Reach, which is one of the newer, newer ones in that collection. And... I was able in desktop mode, I was able to get 1440p, 45 FPS with enhanced graphics. Damn. When I, when I activated, uh, FSR, I could max out everything and get 60 FPS at 1440p. And then I moved it to the deck and I just, with FSR on and off, like going 540p to, to 800p, I think I just couldn't tell a difference. And I've tried that with many games and I, I can't, see the difference but i can yeah. feel the difference uh, on and the 4k screen you're gonna see the upscaler you're gonna see the blurred edges oh, yeah, it's gonna be like garbage, some yeah. kind of weird triangle pattern on the textures and stuff like that on a seven inch or what is it seven or eight seven. inch screen mm-hmm. you're not going to see it it's too small and even even if it's close to your face you're not seeing it so it's virtually transparent it's, it's just more performance more battery life for no drawback yeah i really think that you'll be able to play games that are released for the next five years easily because because of the fact that they're PC games and they have so much scalability. It's uh, <laughs> I love this thing so much. We- that brings us to one of the questions: What would you like to see for a Steam Deck two oh. in five years or six years or whenever? What should they do with the Steam? First Deck? of all, What's- I'm going to predict three years. Three years, you think? Yeah, I think it'll be four. Three honestly. years. Okay, wow. it'll release in three years, and you'll get it in four years. <laughs> you know what we'll see before a Steam Deck 2? 
<laughs> before we see a Steam Deck 2, I think we're going to see a console that'll plug into your TV. Yeah, I think a, so, too. From a, Valve? Entire TDP. Yes, yeah. from Valve. From Valve! Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Okay, I, I, I'm going to hold you to that one. That's a yeah. great That's a great prediction. I like that. I don't wow. think they will, personally. You think they I, will? I, I think they'll stick to the handheld form because there's already... Well, they don't exactly have big competition, let's face it, as a handheld, really. But when it comes to doing a proper box like that, that you're connecting up to your TV, trying to slide in with Xbox and PlayStation, it's not no. going to happen. But the Switch, the Switch, the Switch competes against. Well, does it though? It does. I, I, I think most people have like a Switch and an Xbox, or a Switch yeah. and a yeah. and a PlayStation, or a Switch and yeah, a PC. N- Nintendo right? just set yeah. themselves aside. There's like the general gaming market, and there's the Nintendo gaming market. But but. I mean, but it's a good discussion point because there are a lot of people asking, like, does this replace, can I, should I buy this instead of buying an Xbox Series X? And no, I, I really don't think so because it's, it's not it's, the same experience. It's not the same experience. I the want to play is- this in front of my face, laying on the couch with headphones on or something and just like vegging out or being out on the, on the terrace or, um, yeah. And when you, you know, like Nick said, when you when you plug this into a, a 50-inch TV, it's not meant for that. It's not designed for that. And you're not going to get a good uh, a good smooth experience. So, no, I don't think it replaces it. I think it supplements it. Um, but I think if so. it is your only source of gaming, if this is your only source of gaming, it's a absolutely phenomenal value at 400 bucks. That's how I would answer that. I think realistically, though, if they were going to do a normal sort of set-top box console, then in a couple of years' time, they'd probably be in a really good position to do it because as Steam input is having mass upgrades constantly and developers are en masse right now updating their games for gamepad inputs. You have that over another few years. Their set-top box would probably actually do really well, I reckon. Yeah. It may, it may, it may, uh, but, but Steam Deck 2, like the number one thing is for me would be an OLED screen. Yeah, me too. Um, and of course that would have to come with a bigger battery because a uh, 40 watt hour battery with an OLED screen is just not going to work on Steam Deck right now. So that's, I think that's my number one uh, request for a Steam Deck 2 is OLED. I battery. don't like OLED screens. No? no, no. OLED screens screw with my sleep in such a bad way huh. like if i look at it all like i bought this phone and i was immediately like because it has an oled screen i'm like it screwed with my sleep so hard and i just can't do oled so i don't need an oled all i right. would rather than right. stay with this what do you want what do you want to steam deck to then uh battery bigger Most battery bigger battery yeah yeah and I, yeah go ahead no i was just saying bingo that is absolutely it number one battery Better battery. That's it. That's what I want. But with modern, more modern uh, hardware inside of there, will the bigger battery still give you the same battery life as you're getting now with the Aerith APU? Do you, does that make sense? In, in like, I think a bigger, life, it has to have a bigger battery because it's going to be a more powerful system, right? In terms of battery life, basically, I think we've reached a point where you, your form factor is limiting you. The, an iPhone is never getting like five more hours of battery life than the previous gen. 
if it retains the same kind of form factor. Unless we shift to a new battery technology, which is not lithium iron or, so, or something like that, I think we're going to stay in the same ballpark. So either you keep the same hardware and you increase the battery size, like you shrink the hardware, but you increase the battery, or you upgrade the hardware and you upgrade the battery, but you're going to get the same like four to five hours of battery life tops. Hmm. I, I can't think of any other things that I would want out of it, really. I mean, the I think the... The hardware is, ah, yes, I can. Um, the, the steam and quick access buttons that are on the bottom yeah. left and right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, I was, that? I was playing in the dark the other night and I couldn't find them because yeah, yeah, they just, no backlight. Yeah. There's no, well, no backlight and no clickability. Like I want them to actually have either a different texture or I want them to click. Yeah. That would be a, that yeah. would be a nice touch. They are. I'm pretty sure I put this in my review. Compared to every other button on the deck, those buttons feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not sure how much you're supposed to push yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm worried that me- I'm like mashing it too hard when I'm trying to yeah. bring up the keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Somebody told me that it was to avoid like pressing them accidentally, but they are not at all in the way of your thumbs or of your palms. So. I think they just like grabbed something that wasn't too expensive and didn't like protrude too much, and they just went with it. How many? You know, uh, oh, sorry. One thing ahead. I'd like to see uh, is reduced weight. Um, it's not heavy, but like when I'm laying on my sofa, you know, when I'm laying on my sofa like this and holding it up, I'm like, I'm like, my arms will get tired, like right in here, and you know. And also place. being able to lay on your side and play it would be yeah, nice. If, if you don't rest your elbows on something or on your side, it, it's, yeah, holding it up towards your face is going to be uncomfortable after after a few tens of minutes. There's, yeah. there's um, I can't remember who did it. It might have been Engadget. Uh, they did a review video and the the lady doing the, the mm. video mentioned a, um, what she coined as deck neck. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, yeah it, me too. It is. Yeah, on my couch. Uh, after about thirty minutes, I'm like, mm. <laughs> need to yeah. change positions. My neck is all creaky, and yeah, you know. uh, you're just not Pretty used. Bad, yeah. You're just not used to that combination of. Uh, you're just not used to that muscle group working the way yeah. it's working with the divide with the weight and everything else. But I think we'll get used to it. Um, As I'm playing over time, I'll start playing like this. And over time, <laughs> it will just fall down. And eventually, like, I'm going like this. I've got to, oh, yeah. dude, like I love playing it on this chair because I can, uh, I can rest, just, uh, yeah, I can just yeah. rest like this and and play. Epic Games and Fortnite. Do we think they will ever come around to Linux and the Steam Deck? When Tim Sweeney thinks he can make money, yeah. Mm-hmm. This That's my answer. Like they can absolutely do it right now. No. They could absolutely do it right now. He's just profit driven. He's waiting to see what's happening. He's waiting to see how many units are sold. If there's like one or two million of the deck in the wild, he's gonna be like, yeah, you know what? We bought it. It's the Epic Game Store is, is an Electron app. What you just have to do is implement something like what Valve did with Proton. Put that in the background. Say it's not officially supported, and there you go. Epic supports like heroics development. And it's like yeah. it's because they make money Heroics from or Lutris. Both. Both? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't thought know it was that. just Lutris. I thought it was just I'm Lutris pretty sure they support heroic too. I think so too. So how do you think that scenario plays out? I mean, are the heroic devs actually working with 
people over at Epic Games for integration, or are they just kind of reverse engineering? Or no, because there's an available API. There's a documented API. Oh, okay, okay. Which is actually used by Legendary, which is the, the command line program that does all the background stuff. Right. And, uh, it's okay. uh, yeah, it's working really well. Yeah, I, I, was, I wouldn't I was... be surprised uh, if if they ever decided to to bring the official Epic Game Store client with like something like Proton integrated in it, just like what uh, Steam Play does. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it will come with a caveat. Um, well, I think that Valve Valve will have to agree not to take. Well, then again, if it's just an app, Valve wouldn't take any share of the revenue yeah. because the games aren't being sold through Steam. It's just an app. Yeah, or, a they, pack app or, or they would just I mean, be like, you can install it on the desktop mode, and then you you just take care of yourself, you the user, to add that app into the non-Steam games uh, thing. Mm, sure, so I just had to completely shut down my deck to and pull out the card four times for it to detect it. <laughs> oh Jeez. no, we've got live bug reporting yeah. right here <laughs> happening. I don't, I don't get why. It, because every time this happens, if I go into desktop, it's there, and I can interact with it perfectly. But then I go back to deck UI mode, gaming mode, and it's not there. So it's clearly working properly if desktop mode can detect it perfectly. So it's not a problem with the card. It's a bug in deck UI mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Although I have to say, I do love how normally you can just hot swap those things, and it'll just bring up your games that are on there like within a Second, you are going to be have to be careful though because they keep firing out <laughs> <laughs> little mini SD card rockets, rocket powered SD card. From Here, deck. Here's a question uh, Do you guys think that we'll see like physical releases of games on SD? No, no, I don't think so. But I know, I I know what inspired this question. Is it the it. guy collecting all his <laughs> yeah. games on Spotify? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I, ho- I hope we see that. I don't That'd think we cool. will, but I hope. It would be cool. Uh, the, it wouldn't really be feasible considering just how often games are constantly you know, updated all the time. And it's, it'd be a bit of a waste of plastic and stuff, really, I think. Yeah. How about, how about this question? I just thought of this. I'm sure you all put in a reservation for a Steam Deck. And we all yeah, have yes. one. Do July sixteenth at ten thirty six a.m. and I am Q two. <laughs> Q two. Will you be buying the reservation you made? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Because yeah. I want to become a scalper. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they are going for like ten thousand on eBay. Yeah, oh my I've god! Seen, I've seen some at nuts prices. No, I, um, I want to buy one. Probably, honestly. Just because I'd like to resell it at the exact same price to one of my friends. And if nobody wants it, I mean, I could see myself gifting it to a developer that wants it. Who knows? Yeah. I just want the bigger storage and the better screen. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have the 512 from Valve and I reserved the 512. Which uh, models have you got, Nick and Gardner? Well, 256. I got the two. Ah, I got I got screwed. <laughs> no, I see. I've got the two five six as well. So I got the two five I'm, six, and I reserved the two five six as well. So, uh, so basically, I, I just, will buy my reservation, but I probably resell it at the same price, or, or maybe even lower to a friend, or I I've just got, send it to yeah. a developer. I've got two reasons. Number one, I I want to support it with my wallet because, of course, I do. You know, this is 
this device is the culmination of, of everything that I have loved and covered since I switched to Linux and, and like dedicated my professional coverage at Forbes to Linux. And it's, yeah, I just want to support it with my wallet. And the other reason is I want to have one to tinker with. I want to have one that I can just have like, okay, this is my gaming device. And this is where I install uh, all of the Linux distributions and where I dual boot with windows and where I upgrade the storage and open it up and tinker with it and replace stuff and, and whatever. Yeah. A tinker. So this is a question that hasn't been asked, but with the release of the steam deck, Jason, are you going to pick back content creation or am I going to what? Are you going to start creating stuff again like you've been doing on the Steam Deck? Is it like you you said that maybe your channel, maybe writing? <sighs> yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I, I've it's it's been a uh, it's been a, a rough few months. I won't go into detail, but it's been a rough few months, and I've been um, I've been comfortable going back into the writing um, because it's 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 just natural for me. That's what I've always done. Is I can um, you know I can get paid something at least writing at Forbes. It's not a lot, but but it's something. And um, I I don't know, Nick. I'd I'd really I want to like if I had my way. Um, anyone who's watching this that or listening to this that follows me on Twitter knows like this is all I'm talking about, and this is all I want to keep talking about for the next months, years. I just I love covering this thing, and I love being in on the ground floor with it. And um, I I guess. The clearest answer I can give you is I'm, it's certainly inspiring me to want to create content, to want to create videos left and right and just like do guides and do just here's a cool gameplay video that I just, that I recorded. And yeah, it's, um, it definitely has lit that fire under me. I just don't know exactly what I'll do with it yet. And I got my answer <laughs> and I'm happy about it. Well, here's one for you then. Mm-hmm. Valve take a 30% cut of almost all sales apart from the very most game they, as a bonus, reduce their cut. Do you think their 30% cut is justified? <sighs> yes. That is a question from readers. Yes, it's yeah. justified. I think it's more justified on something like Steam than on something like uh, the Apple App Store or Google Play Store because you're delivering like gigabits, like gigantic, massive things. You have to have a huge infrastructure and you're providing servers. I think it makes sense. Well, and you're providing tool sets and you're providing a bridge to your community and you're providing a news hub for updates and events and groups and streams and promotion and like so many things. Um, I think and open source tools. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I, I think yeah. I think the valve. I think the valve has earned the right to ask that thirty percent. Um, I really do. I, 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 I welcome. That... I welcome other developers, like developers who decide not to publish on Steam. I, I'd love to hear their stories if they've been, uh, if they've had success. You know, not having their like having their games maybe only on itch.io or or only on um only on humble bundle or something like that don't know i think it's up for debate it's, it's surely up for debate the the thing about that is like when steam first launched 30 percent was like seriously undercutting everything else like that's not <laughs> wow. when, when you're in when you're at retail like you don't make 50 percent. you know what i'm saying like if you're selling your game yeah. at retail mm-hmm. so 
Valve, like their 30% cut was like seen as super generous. The industry's changed, obviously, and like Epic is trying to make a big deal out of it. Um, but like Epic only Epic only did this to court yeah. to court developers and to court exclusives. They don't offer. Um, and maybe this sounds biased. I mean, I use the Epic Game Store. I've I purchased things there, uh, but only because they were only there and not on Steam, right? Um, but they don't offer a fraction of the robustness and tool sets and and just general like uh useful things that steam offers right it's not a it's a store it's not a platform it's a store well tim sweeting said it himself that what they're doing wasn't sustainable anyway i don't know i think that converse that question about valve's 30 percent is only has only come up because of epic undercutting the whole industry but um don't expect that to last i don't think that'll last they'll get really popular and they'll be like Hey, we're doing like 20% or 30% now. And they'll justify it by offering more tools to to publishers and developers. They won't just, it won't just come out of nowhere. They will build useful things and then charge a higher uh, higher cut. And people will be definitely fine with it. I don't know if you remember, but when Steam first started, everybody hated it. It was something (laughs) on top of your Counter-Strike game. It it was laggy. It had bad servers it had bad connections it added another extra layer with an account that you didn't have before it was crap everybody hated it and then they turned it into something that people really love i think epic starts in the same place most people are like "Ah, why do i need another launcher it's crap i hate epic some people are like yeah epic are good they're they are less expensive whatever most people don't seem to like them in five years people will have completely forgotten about them here's the funny thing for you though the Epic Launcher is, from what I found on doing the various guides and things for the Steam Deck and so on now, the Epic Launcher is the only one that is basically flawless inside Wine and Proton. Every other launcher is a piece of junk. Yeah. Hmm. Origin. And oh, my Origin God. Give, horrible. People want to give Epic crap. Oh, but... my God. I launched, uh, I launched Mass Effect Legendary Edition on desktop mode, and the Origin windows were just like... Yeah, you've got like like 10 or 20 Jesus. small things opening everywhere. You're like, what is this? <laughs> okay, I put a guide up today to do the EA app with the bottles software mm. to run Battlefield 5 on the deck, all on the deck. Hmm. This took me two days to do Whoa. because the EA launcher is that bad. Uh, yeah. <sighs> is the it- first download went all the way through, okay, but then the app crashed. So I reloaded it, and it said downloaded, but it wouldn't let me launch it. And this app has no feature to repair. You, you lit- you're literally stuck. So I went on to EA Help. Their official help for the EA launcher tells you to uninstall it. <laughs> that's that's bad. That's that is their official help. So then, oh. to carry on with this guide for the Steam Deck, I had to I had to reinstall it. But it's supposed to find existing files. So I thought, oh, all right. Well, at least I can do that. But it will only find existing files if you have the full entire space still free, which obviously I'm using SD cards for all of this. Oh, my gosh. I don't yeah. have another 90 gig free. So I had to delete it and start over. Oh, my gosh. So, EA, if you're listening, your app sucks. <laughs> well, I think that they know that. I think um, <laughs> it's. I, I'm kind of encouraged by seeing a little bit of a balance in the the onslaught of 
of launchers on PC because like Bethesda's is going away, right? No yes. more Bethesda launcher. Thank God that was completely unnecessary. Origin by with EA going, uh, having a, a closer partnership with both Xbox and Steam. I feel like eventually the Origin launcher is going to go away too. I hope. Yep. One can only hope. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, guys, Apex Legends is play. Apex Low. Oh, God, what a. <laughs> well, hmm. Ubisoft Connect. It changed names, but it's still the same garbage. Ubisoft will always just <laughs> march to the beat of its own drum, unfortunately. That's incredible. Okay. And, and this I, is... I have a big problem with Ubisoft because they're French. I like that. But on the, on, the, on the other hand, they're really terrible as a company. Yeah. <laughs> I am so clicking. Yeah, th- thanks, Ubisoft. I'm clicking play, Liam, on Apex Legends. going to see what happens here. All right. I'm not sure what screen it's going to launch it on. Okay, we're, uh, we're, we're loading up on mine. We'll see if you can join whilst live streaming from your deck. See what happens. Oh, dang. Uh, nope, this is not... <laughs> Oh no, Liam! I had to kill it. I had to kill it because, like, the second the second that it went to the actual uh, in-game engine being rendered, you just turned into like static, basically. Oh yeah, damn! So Um, it can't handle playing a game and and a Discord call and OBS. Like, I'm confident. I'm confident that if I turned off OBS. Okay. Uh, this this would not be a problem. I guarantee. Plus, we're it. doing a video call. Uh, maybe an right. audio call would work like yeah. without a problem. Yeah. But you know what? Um, to whoever asked this question, I will be testing that. I will be testing. Yeah. Because v- video calls on, on apps like Discord and stuff like that, they use the CPU to a really a really high level. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that if a, if an audio call would be. And what I'll do what I'll do when I test it is I've got an external um, Aver, Avermedia USB capture device, and I'll just use that to do the capturing. So that it doesn't, um, you know, bottleneck the the system. But well, you know, it has its limitations. It does. It's not. It's it's a four hundred dollar computer. Yeah, and yeah. For, for the price, it's incredible what it can do. Like the the amount of games it has at launch. If you only take the certified and playable titles, you have eleven hundred titles that you can play right off the bat. You have incredible performance. It can be used as a PC, even though there's some limitations. The value is. Really interesting. The value is absolutely amazing, especially when you can't even buy a good GP. Yeah. Yeah. As people's seriously. (laughs) Even as people's first entry into, say, some form of PC gaming, the Steam Deck is an uh, is an amazing choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you guys would you guys recommend this as an entry level computer for someone who is not a gamer? No. Okay. Not no. Yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, I, I think mm. in the future, yes, why not? But but right now, I think okay. there's too many limitations. Too many limitations and too many quirks right now with the software as well. Yeah. Desktop mode really does have some quirks. Um, it's getting there, but, and yeah. Something that I, that I definitely plan to, uh, to keep tabs on. But it's still like, I mean... I think I would say get a Pinebook Pro maybe if you're not a gamer and you want just an entry level cheap PC maybe a Pinebook Pro or a a Chromebook, a Chromebook honestly a Chromebook. yeah get a Chromebook yeah. sure you can install a lot of Linux stuff on it nowadays uh, as well mm-hmm. so I hate recommending that because Google is 
not my friend, but yeah, there's you can't argue with the value, value of them. Yeah. yeah, they're not bad. Well, if we want um, a good sort of ending question, I think this is probably probably a really good one. Then hit me. What are we all most most surprised about with our experience with the deck? Oh man, what's been the biggest surprise? This will be another half hour. <laughs> well, I have a I have a ready made answer for that because I already talked about uh, talked about that on my uh, on my patron cast, the podcast I do for my patrons. Uh, what really surprised me is how much the deck has changed my opinion on Steam in general. I never viewed Steam as a platform or as an interesting thing to use. I didn't care about the achievements. I didn't care about my games list. I didn't curate it, organize it. I hmm. didn't hide the games that I didn't like. It was just a launcher, and it was basically something that I had to use. With the deck, I'm basically treating it like I treat my Xbox, which is I want to get the achievements. I want to have a nice friends list, well curated. I want to organize my games, create categories. I want to do all of that stuff because it it gives me a connection between the hardware and the software that I never had with a PC. Why? Though? If you have the keyboard and the mouse... They're, they're this intermediate layer between me and the software itself. It's disconnecting me from it. And so I, I don't get attached to Steam on PC. But on the deck, I literally touch Steam with my hands. And it works way better for me. And so now it's yet another platform that I'm going to try to complete games to 100% and stuff like that. It really created that connection that I didn't have before with it. Wow. What a great answer. Yeah. How can anybody follow that answer up? Jesus Christ. I can. You could have you gone last. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, it has changed my relationships with video games mm. because <clears throat> I, I'm very busy. Like I, I run a company besides my YouTube channel. I do all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I'm done work for the day, I don't want to go to my living room turn on my pc and start futzing around and playing games that way or even console like i have a switch i have a ps4 i don't like playing them that much unless i have other people over and we're playing it back and forth the steam deck has fundamentally changed how i play video games because i don't want to sit here either and play games at my desk where i've been all day so i turn on the tv let some youtube or some other show run and i play games and i think i've played more games on my Steam Deck in the last two weeks than I have cumulatively over the last year. Like, that's how important, I mean, that's how fundamentally different this is for me when it comes to video games. And and it's, you know, I started my YouTube channel originally because I didn't feel like I was spending enough time playing video games. Huh. And then it slowly over time became too much, it became too distracting to play video games. But now I'm back to it because of the Steam Deck, and I, I love that. Now, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate on behalf of a lot of viewers and listeners. Do you think that this is just the honeymoon period for you, Gardner, and that's why, because of the freshness and newness of it? It could be, but um, I'm usually kind of in tune with that, like phenomena like how mm -hmm. i experience like the honeymoon period and i don't think that it is like maybe when i start to run out of games in my library and i don't want to spend more money to buy new ones then i might not use the deck as much but like legitimately 
I, I don't think that it's a honeymoon period. Okay. And if you're like basically everyone else, you'll never run out of games in your library. <laughs> right. I've got like 700 games in my uh, library. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've got 200. <laughs> <laughs> just the just the games that are on the the certified list now, the the verified and playable. Just those games, I could be busy for years. Well, thank you for such uh, a couple just absolutely eloquent and beautiful answers. And now I guess I'll try and top that, which I won't. Um, I, I have a $5,000 gaming PC from Falcon Northwest, like the Lamborghini of, of boutique PC makers, right? I have a, a Seuss ROG 4K HDR 120 hertz monitor. I could be playing all the games that I have been enjoying on my Steam Deck on that PC, or I could be playing on my Xbox Series X on a 4K TV in the living room. I'm not. And I I think I'm not because, I mean, I'm just going to basically steal what you guys have said. The, the same reason that they said it's I feel more connected, personally connected and invested in my games. And um. I it's it's weird to say that I am more immersed in them on a seven inch screen, but I really am like I'm more immersed in these games. I'm more excited about playing them and holding them in my hand than I am sitting on a couch in front of a huge 50 inch TV. Um, and I think part of that has to do with some of the steam input stuff. Like I, I've, I never used an elite controller, the Xbox elite controller. I never used a steam controller before. And so this is kind of my first experience with those rear, uh, grip buttons. And the first, the first time that I realized I could make those the paddle shifters for like dirt rally and Forza, it changed everything for me. And then I was like, Oh man, I really, I'm playing God of War. Right. And I absolutely hated the fact that I think you had to, press the D-pad down to do the quick turn, which is really kind of cumbersome because I don't want to take my my thumb off the movement stick, right? Especially in battle. So I just mapped it to one of the back grip buttons. And I did the same thing for uh, Dark Alliance, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, where now instead of having to move off of the the uh, the left thumbstick to do to use the D-pad to select my weapon loadout or my my spells, I'm just using, I'm just going back and forth while I'm moving and fighting. And that, like, that's a literal game changer for me. And now every game that I've played before on my PC or or my Xbox, I want to I want to revisit here and see how I can um, uh, improve the experience with with the extra control inputs that I have. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I love this thing. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I've it's it's hard to get work done. <laughs> it really is. Very much it's not the it's not a honeymoon period for me because I've had it I've had it for a month and um I you know I know I know that I could be getting more more hits more traffic if I was writing about like Ubuntu or other more popular topics at Forbes but this is like all I want to all I want to talk about so yeah it's um it it leaves me very very hopeful for the future of of handheld gaming and of desktop Linux. Wow. Go Liam. <laughs> My answer is going to be really boring. <laughs> I doubt that. I like that. It shoots SD cards. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's fires a... SD cards like a gun. 
Um, I, I could knock somebody out with it. Um, probably myself in bed when it drops on my head. But no, my, my answer really is partly the same as Gardner's. Because um, running gaming on Linux, I'm either at my desk making a video, writing an article, or testing a game, or answering emails, or dealing with many community issues that come up. Mm-hmm. In the evenings, I, I don't want to be here. And it, I've had this problem for a very long time now. And it's why I've I've burnt out on it a few times. And I hear you. I've wanted something exactly like this that isn't the Switch so I can play the same games that I've already been enjoying and not have to buy similar or the same again and just go just go sit on my sofa. Dis- or, physically or disconnect from it. your like work environment. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a that huge is, that thing. Is it, exactly. And and this is it. This is freed freed me from the shackles of my desk and it's awesome yeah yeah um and i can't really i can't overstate how how amazing that feels to be honest. also like i i am happy to admit that i did play the deep rock galactic tutorial in the bathroom today <laughs> <laughs> i have not made that step just yet <laughs> i'm happy to make that step for you no not for you that Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't fall off the toilet when you're uh, trying to aim. And, you know, for, for the gyro. I don't like the gyro. I don't use the gyro, by the way. I don't. I really oh, don't. I, can't I don't use, use it. it. Really? I have to. I oh, don't wow. like using a thumbstick. My brain cannot huh. work with gyro. Yeah, mine like, neither. I feel, like, just... I feel like I'm fighting it. So, so like, what, what am I moving at? The- or, or or moving the stick, and then my brain fries, and I get shot in the head and die. I only tried it with the with yeah. the aperture desk job, and I was expecting to hate it, mm. but I really picked it up super fast. And I think that's something I I will probably try in more games, just just to try and see if, if I can make it work, not just in a static turret session, but in a in a full on multiplayer shooter or, or single player shooter. But see, that I'll felt better. It. That felt better. Gyro felt way better in that that built for steam deck experience than just a having it having it implemented on a system level into any game like i I think that there was something about the way they designed it that makes it feel better and a little smoother in that game yeah they did an amazing job on that game it's really cool okay if you want to get used to it if you want to try and get used to it portal 2 Portal oh, 2 yeah. is a great experience. It's that slow enough in, that you're not going to yeah. get killed. Mm-hmm. Just play the game, get used to the gyro control, mm-hmm. and then and then try it on Half-Life 2. And it's a freaking transformative experience with that game. It feels completely different to play that game wow. with, a, with a controller That's and a with gyro. It's amazing. Huh. I never even thought of using it in Portal 2 for some stupid reason. Like, of course, yeah. that's perfect. Portal 2 supports it natively, too. Wow. And th- that's interesting because like that the Steam Deck is going to allow us to revisit a lot of games that we only ever played with mouse and keyboard mm-hmm. and, and try them with a controller, with the back battles, with the gyro, with may- maybe even a touchscreen for some titles. It's it's going to change a little bit and, and allow us to like replay all the titles. I, th- I think at some point we're going to be like, ah, I wonder what this one plays like. And, like, and we're going to go back to them. Like your backlog wasn't terrible enough. Yeah. Now, you know. <laughs> You're going to play back your, your mm-hmm. already finished backlog. Yeah. It's going to be Skyrim, I'm telling you. It's, oh, no. No. It'll be that one again. I'm done with Skyrim. I'm done. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think that feels like a good 
place to stop. This was really fun. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Fun. I really needed to just geek out with you know some, yeah, some fellow yeah. some fellow gaming nerds. But yeah, this was a blast, and maybe we can do it again. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait to get I'm this down. out to everybody. This was a lot of fun.